I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello everyone out there in podcast land, this is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I am your host, Craig, and I have a really special co-host today, because we are celebrating Brett's birthday. Woo-hoo, woo. That's right. <laughs> November 10th is a day to be celebrated, to be adored. You can think wherever you are on November 10th, it's a Tuesday. You think about Brett, okay? That's that's all you have to think about that day, and it'll make your day even better. Mr. Brett Rutherford, how are you? Well, I'm great. You know, we're celebrating, uh, we're, we're recording this a little bit, um, before my birthday, but we're celebrating. Okay, I've got. Okay, I've got to just kind of. Every time you say birthday, of- I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Woo-hoo. Okay. Well, I've got to give you a little behind the podcast, okay? Because today, because I, I do the scheduling on the Zoom for uh, for our podcasts, and let's just say um, this particular film, which is one of my favorites, and that's why. I called it on Zoom. Brett's beyond okay. Brett's beyond the mouse. Big business birthday bash. You know, because <laughs> I'm a fan of the alliteration. You know that, and uh, and the other okay. So that's why I called it. But the real reason I called it is because I didn't know if everyone, if, if my two co-hosts were going to love this movie. And I love it so dearly, I wanted to give them a little bit of emotional and psychological uh, reason to like it because I love it so much. So that was kind of the reason behind it. I know that seems a little um, calculated and manipulative slightly, but I will tell you, I'll tell you, Brett, you are a practically perfect podcast partner. Okay. So I'm also (gasps) using some alliteration for you. Oh my gosh. We're also joined today by our other co-host, Vanessa Ferguson. How are you? I'm doing great now that I know it's somebody's birthday. <laughs> My lung capacity is so poor. I can barely get this thing to toot. <laughs> it's because we're just so busy talking on these episodes and recording all of them that, you know, like uh, by the end, your, your, so- your throat is sore and you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. So here's here's my story about big business. It takes me a long time to watch movies. And I shouldn't say that it takes a long time to watch movies. It takes a long time. It's like when did you ever have that experience in school where you had to read a book for school? So let's take To Kill a Mockingbird, for example. So To Kill a Mockingbird, fantastic piece of American literature. The sequel, maybe not so much, but the original, really important culturally. It's a great, great book. But man, freshman year of high school, I did not want to read that book to save my life because it was assigned to me. And so I have to apologize that it took me so long to watch Big Business because Brett had said a long time ago that if if I had him watch a movie, he would have me watch a movie. And so he watched The Rocketeer probably the first day that we made this deal. And then it took me 
385 additional days to figure out how to watch big business. Uh, and I really enjoyed the film. We're going to talk a lot about it today. I'm actually really excited because this is the first movie we've talked about in a long time. Uh, that oh, isn't wow. just necessarily a new movie. It's just one that you can sit back oh. and watch. And we also use the group watch feature on Disney Plus. And so we wanted to talk a bit about that. But we are having such a fun day today celebrating Brett's birthday. Oh, so we're going to get right into it. My lung capacity, I... Greg, I can't keep up with you if you go too fast. It is so I think his that birthday that was the and the best way to celebrate his birthday <laughs> is to make sure that the day of his birth on his birthday is celebrated and we can really enjoy his birthday because I love birthdays. <laughs> birthdays are the best thing ever. Freaking me out, man. Oh my gosh, now she's going to be, she's hyperventilating. This is not good. This is not good. All right. Anyway, yes. All right. Before I think Vanessa, it's a new tradition. We do this on our birthday. I started it, my idea. Is that okay? Before Vanessa goes into cardiac arrest over here, I am going to start us off talking about big business. I will mention this is available on Disney+. Plus. So if you have not seen this movie, yes, it is from 1987. That's totally fine. You can still pause this. You can watch the film, come back to it. I will tell you as someone that had really no expectation going into this film, this is a hilarious movie and it's really enjoyable. So I would, uh, I would definitely suggest that you go and check this film out on Disney Plus and then come back and listen to us. First things first, I want to get our first impressions to this film and I want to start with the birthday boy, Brett, to talk to me about why this movie means uh, so much to you or why, your, uh, why it's one of your favorites because this really is a film that you really enjoy and you've seen a lot of times. I've seen this so many times. Well, hello, Jupiter Holler. I know you're doing fine. Every day you work the factory. Every night a jug of wine. But now those bums at Moromax are trying to bleed us dry. But we all knows my sister Rose can yell the battle cry. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Thank you. I think that was about right. Anyway, okay, I just wanted to get in the mood. No copyright infringement intended. Okay. You're the sound editor, so you can, you can make us sound better, right? No, you sound great. You sound great. <laughs> so, okay. So um, I have such a history with this film and it brings me so much happiness each time I watch it. And I have discovered over the years that there, that it has a cult following, like big, like big time, but big business has a big time cult following. And there are people that I know <laughs> that can quote this movie like you would not believe. So we watch it and we quote it. And that's how I kind of started watching it way back in 1987. Uh, anyway, um, I remember it. I was there. And I think I probably saw it in the theaters. And then I watched it on home video. And, uh, and I watched it with very good friends. And it became this thing that we would just watch Big Business a lot. And we would quote the lines. And it was a great time. Years later, I, f I have found, what, three, four, five other people that love this movie. The other thing is, the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. I was, uh, my friend Wendy and I went to the Disney Studios in 1990 in Burbank. And, um, and one of the sound stages had the set, uh, well, the, the Plaza Hotel 
uh, set there. So we actually walked on the set because it was, it was used in, um, it was used, well, it was used at beaches. It was also used in a television show as well. So, um, but anyway, so that was cool. Yeah. And also we also saw part of a backlight and the, uh, the hospital, the street that the hospital is on is something I also saw. So, so that, I, I love all of it. So that is, and and I just love this movie. And it was so much fun. I, I had little trepidation because I'm like going, it's a 1987 movie with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin and are my friends going to like it? And and it so depends if they if they don't like it, I can't be my friends anymore. And that would be kind of bad. <laughs> um, well, sort of. Um, the other thing is, uh, you'll see that I am underneath the poster, but you can't really tell because it's just the lovely legs of the sisters, you know. <laughs> so I'm like going, so anyway, but, you know, that's where the poster is. Anyway, so that's, I ramble, but thank you for listening to our uh, ramblings about big business. And happy I'm birthday. I'm so confused. You had, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, so- <laughs> Okay, um, you had me so confused when you said that you were at the plaza, and and then I looked up the information that said the plaza, they didn't shoot at the plaza, and I'm like, did Brett, was he confused, but you were on the set, the actual set? Yes, That's at cool. the Disney studio in Burbank, I was California. so confused by that. I think that he actually mentioned that in our group thread, because when you said today in our other, in our thread, you said something like, oh, they didn't shoot this at the plaza. I immediately, I was like, yeah, Brett told us that, that he was at the set. And I did not, and I did not put a nasty duh or anything like that, but I just went, yeah, I I don't remember birthdays (laughs) and I I don't remember facts. Okay. So if it wasn't told to me five minutes ago, it's gone. (laughs) It's gone. It's yeah. Well, Vanessa, we watched this movie more than five minutes ago, but please give us your impressions uh, to start us off about big business. So again, as I was preparing for this today, I was thinking, oh gosh, that was so long ago. I don't know if I can remember what I saw, but um, I, I can my, quote it for you. That's what I, that's honestly, I was like, well, at least, at least Brett can, quote all the lines that I've forgotten already but um my first impression from what I remember um was that I really liked it I I like um I can't pinpoint what it is but there's something about like 80s movies um that I I really like um it you know kind of reminds me a little bit of like Tootsie and Working Girl and it's just there's something about 80s films like that like especially in the city that I really, really like. And I couldn't tell you what it is specifically, but I really enjoyed it. I love Bette Midler. Lily Tomlin is great. Um, the quotes, the, the, they have very memorable quotes in this movie. Um, and the fashion. And I wish I had Bette Midler's hair. I know it's 80s hair, but I, I still really love it. Well, you actually, I should think- clarify which Bette Midler. The Bette Midler that owns the company, not the Bette Midler from the country. Because she actually plays two characters. She does. Yeah. She does. I, you know what I think it is, Vanessa? Because I absolutely agree. Like Tootsie, all those um, Ghostbusters to a certain extent. I think what it is, is that they, at the time, would actually film these, um, those location shots in the city. And so much now uh, has moved not only to the soundstage, but also to green screen 
right? So they don't want to have to pay a bunch of extras and things like that. But in uh, the in the 80s, they would just like go to the streets. And so you can kind of see like the hustle and bustle of New York. And particularly in this one, like, I think we all commented like how grimy the Times Square was in uh, the movie. And especially like there's like some seediness to it that you see. And it just like, that's what I think of when I think of New York, because we grew up watching these movies where that's how New York was represented. And I totally agree with you there. I will say, I really enjoyed this movie from start to finish. It's hilarious from start to finish. It's really funny. I am hurt to my core because Brett thought that I was not going to like this film to the extent where he had said, you know what, Craig, we can do this podcast without you. That would be okay. And it, actually, it wasn't what? Brett. It was Brett what? by means of Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa said, you know, we don't, you don't have to be on big business. And then come to find out, it was really because Brett thought I was not going to like the film. And, and this, thought this I was film means a lot to me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank I you. totally I'm glad you love it. I totally though, get so. it. But I really enjoyed it. And uh, I think that we need to jump right in and talk about our leading ladies, Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. In this film, they uh, have to play these competing roles. I'm thinking that this set was just a blast to be a part of because uh, these ladies really do such a great job throughout the entire film, jumping back and forth. I would love to see how they actually went about filming this movie because, um, of course, films for the most part there's very few that are filmed chronologically and in this one they absolutely could not have done that because they would have had to have the two different set pieces and so to see them go back and forth between these characters i just wonder how that happened on set uh, because they are so different when you're looking at them but uh, let's start it off and talk about whoever brett wants to talk about first do you want to talk bet or talk lily well, I think we need to start with the premise is that they are identical twins switched at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to uh, a rather uh, uh, interesting nurse in in Hollow Maid. <laughs> but anyway. Don't be too back harsh to the... on that nurse. nurse. She forgot for five seconds. And it's very understandable how can people can forget things quickly. So yes, she just didn't don't know be what too was in, hard on people like those, She didn't know what was apple juice and what was a, um, shall we say, um, sample of the same color. Similar, it's, similar color, yeah. It's easy to forget. It's easy to forget. Well, let's Absolutely. see. I don't know. Lily, Lily Tomlin as Rose Shelton and Rose Ratliff. Um, and Bet. you know. Uh, let's let's start with Lily so we can end with that there, and then we'll go to the other. Oh, I I, I love the power of my birthday. Thank you for celebrating my birth. Oh, thank you. Oh gosh, here we go. Okay, well let's talk about let's talk about Lily Tomlin. Um, this was really interesting. Apparently, she is because I read you know about because I love the movie, so I read about it at the time in Premiere Magazine. Shout out to those eighties. You know about Premiere Magazine? Anyway, oh, it went away. Um, Premiere Magazine did this, uh, you know, I think it was, I think it was the cover story. But anyway, it was talking about the detail that Lily Tomlin goes through when she's working. And the point, the part in the story where she, where the the shoulder pad comes down from her, do you you remember that part? Mm -hmm. That was like this whole bit 
thing that she needed this to work and all this because it's it's such a such a very specific character point and so funny it's like a, it's like a a second level of comedy that's going on while she's you know saying funny lines and then she's dealing with this yeah so anyways there was lots of detail that that uh that I think is probably sometimes challenging to directors or maybe co-stars, but ultimately became a wonderful performance. So, you know, but uh, yeah, I love, I, I love all of her characters. Oh, you're slide, you're slide. Wearing my Tuesday <laughs> panties, but guess you know that too. Anyway, see, I could just, I could have big business Tourette's, you know, I probably I will at some it. point. <laughs> Vanessa, what are your thoughts? I uh, loved the shoulder pad bit because to me, that also screamed 80s, right? Like just the big shoulder pads and everything else. Uh, it was lovely. But Vanessa, your thoughts on Lily Tomlin? I just thought she was great. I uh, liked her her country uh, vigor and in, in wanting to fight the uh, company. But I, I really related to the, the other identical twin, uh, the one who can't quite seem to get it together and is it is um, in the hotel at night eating desserts from the dessert cart. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, and the dog getting stuck in the elevator. That was so great. Um, yeah, I just really liked Lily Tomlin in this. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. She's great. That's great. Can you find flaws in these women? They're iconic. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, what's funny is that my first experience with Lily Tomlin is actually through the West Wing. And so I know that she's had this huge career, but she came in and replaced Mrs. Landingham uh, in uh, the West Wing. And so that's how I know her. Um, And it's really funny because the uh, the rose from the oh, goodness, the hollow. What's what say it again? Jupiter Holler. Jupiter Holler uh, is. I, I see through lines in that character in particular in her portrayal in the West Wing. It's really funny. Um, and then, you know, her other character that's growing up kind of in the big city, I, I wonder if growing up with Sadie, the, the really, the Sadie that is coming so down hard on her, that had to have like a huge impact on her personality and ultimately how she developed as a person. And so I think that that's why she is so empathetic, but also comes off as airheaded in the film. Uh, And just a really well-written character. It's a lot of fun to have that kind of a, kind of a dopey type character to play off of, but then you also ultimately end up empathizing and loving that character, maybe even more than some of the others. And that was certainly the case with her portrayal there. I really enjoyed uh, that. But we have to go and also speak about Bette Midler. And this is a name that's larger than life, right? And certainly her characters are larger than life in this film. And I'll start us off here because uh, Sadie, the business lady Sadie, business lady Sadie is so great because she is like every corporate villain you'd ever want to see, right? Devil wears Prada before there was Prada kind of a thing. Of course there was Prada in the eighties. I'm kidding. But you know, like just the, the, the person that is almost like a stereotype as far as a woman in business at the time, but also you do still understand her character enough to be able to see her points of view and how uh, 
even though you're not necessarily rooting for her side to win throughout this, you still see the point in what she's doing. Um, it comes back to when we just had our villains draft that was posted, uh, you know, that, that idea that a villain who has a plot that you can kind of relate to, you can understand that person better and it makes them a more enjoyable, well-rounded character. And I was truly impressed particularly with Rose and Sadie, the amount of development that you get out of these characters, right? Because this is just kind of a goofball comedy. And so I, I really think that a lot of that is due to the actresses portraying those roles. And Bette was so great in this, uh, really enjoyed her. We'll go to Brett last. So we'll do Vanessa next. Yeah, so I was going to mention the villains draft as well. Um, and, and call business lady Sadie a likable villain. Um, and that, uh, you know, Brett, you'll have to give me the exact quote when she calls the coworker, uh, you look like a blood clot. This is, is this how we dress for the office? You look like a blood clot. So in my villains draft, you'll have to go back and listen to the episode, but I talk about how if I were with like the evil queen, I imagine she'd be really sassy and like giving one line zingers to make fun of people. Obviously, I don't think it's cool to make fun of people, but that line is hilarious. So if it's funny, it's fair. And, <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I would, you would expect the evil queen to do. And that's what I like about business lady Sadie is just because she's got these like real stingers. You're, you're glad she kind of gets it in the end because it's very deserved. But it's it's fun to see her be, um, you know, icy to people. And because she's not just mean, she's funny mean. So um, I really liked her portrayal of that a lot. And then her country lady is just so funny. Another character that I really relate to being in a small, small town and wanting to move to the big city and her yodeling. My goodness. Those are the best parts of the whole film for me. Is she, what is she yodeling in front of a cow? And then yes, is out plus, on the while street. she's milking the cow. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to raise right. money She's to go to New York. <laughs> Whatever Beck got paid, I'm sure she didn't get paid enough to do that. So that's just, oh, she was just so great. Like she should have got paid double. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Because really, she's playing. <laughs> so why not? So clever. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my that's turn? That's wonderful. Uh, Brett, talk to us about Bet. Okay. Well, Okay, the bet character when we when we play big business. <laughs> oh gosh, um, when we play big business, I do the bet roles. Um, Br did the 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 Lily Tomlin roles. So shout out to Br, hello wherever you are, and uh, yeah. So, but she had the best line though. She had the best lines, and I practiced them. You know, when she's in the elevator with Fabio Avrici. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, yes, I, I talk about, oh, now this is just true confessions geek time. I love this movie so much is that I practice when, you, when they're doing this, the negotiation. I cannot imagine what do you think we're negotiating for? And she goes out of the elevator, Euro trash. Anyway, <laughs> so those lines, uh, that's the line. And the other one, my other one, which honestly, I mean, I use in my life. I use in my life, splash some water on your face and maintain. <laughs> <laughs> like going. That's so anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brett has told me to maintain one. <laughs> <laughs> like splash some water on your face and maintain. 
<laughs> I just love that. Or what's the other, the other one? I don't understand. You, I subsist on 60 calories a day or else I blow up like a Macy's Day float. <laughs> like going again, another line. Anyway, I love them. Anyway, so back in the, I could quote it all day. So I try not to bore you. <laughs> love this movie. I love this yeah, movie. I get it. I get it. Uh, do you want... Now that we are through the ladies, we have to talk about all the men that are trying to get them. So I'll let you decide which man we decide to speak about first. Uh, hmm. Well, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at my cheat sheet here. Let's see. Uh, well, how about Fred, Fred Ward as Rune Dimmick? He's, a very... he's the most fun isn't he like, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's but, so hilarious i mean you know it's almost his his portrayal <laughs> his portrayal is almost verging on caricature um but i love that he's like in the mini golf championship and <laughs> like yes. it kind of has like a little bit of like a, a billy madison flair to it i don't know like i i see a little shooter mcgavin mixed with like uh just you know, the, the most stereotypical kind of hick that you can get. Like it's, it's really great. It's really great. It, it, so well written. The mini golf thing. And like, I'm like, this is my family. Like this is, <laughs> this is not far from my gene pool people. Like that could have been me. So I, I, I laugh with that. Cause it's, it's just like, Oh yeah, I, I get this. I totally get this. <laughs> And when he gives the ring to uh, to to Rose, you know, I saw it in Big Putts magazine. You know, like <laughs> double entendre there, Big Putts. On it. You know, yeah. But you know, another a little bit behind the scenes, I think, and I probably need to find this out for sure. But I believe that the miniature golf course that is featured in the film actually was across from Disneyland. At, oh, um, cool. You know, it's on the corner of Catella and Harbor, I believe. Um, probably need to, before I, well, anyway, I should have done a little bit more research before I'm saying this, but I believe that is correct. But um, we post in the we comments if you think that is not right. Here. No, I can't even okay. remember what you said five minutes ago. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. You said it was so his it was birthday. Right across Disneyland. So. Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Like if, if nothing else, I love that we have that character so we can get the scene of them like commentating on like the mini golf championship. It, is so yes. great. it was Bartles and James was the, was the, the host Bartles and James, again, a big wine cooler in 1987. So if he I can think. sink the putt with a hole in one on the windmill, he will win the championship. I just love it. Like every bit <laughs> that of that. Was good. I absolutely that was good. Absolutely. That was good. But my favorite uh, I don't know what a windmill is, is, by the way. Uh, that was the only thing I screwed up on there. But what was, Oh, no, the other, the other lines. Okay, I'm going to be quoting them the whole time. Okay. You know, when he was talking, he was, when he was talking to Graham and, um, and Chuck um, about, uh, about the, the quality of the quilt, you know, I'm like going, or no, he had the quilt. He brought the quilt. The other two were commenting about the quilt, but he was talking about the kimono and he said, get that in Nam Anyway, which maybe they didn't. And then he said, no, Fire Island. So 
So you know, I love those out. scenes with those guys. Like, like, it's so funny. And then the mm-hmm. other one, you know, said, "I'll let me finish my pop tart here," you know. And it's like this croissant, you know, fancy thing at the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> but let me finish my. I'm totally tart. jumping this all around, but can we talk about how Graham is? eight feet 11 in this movie he is like so tall <laughs> i don't know if it's just because everyone else is so short no he's tall. He no he's like towering he was like over five. everyone he was like six five um edward herman herman is like six five because the guy that plays opposite him chuck daniel girl sorry um is like six foot tall and he's you know i look at them when they're getting in the cab and all that i'm like going Edward is just a tall dude. Yeah, he's. They were both so good, so good. Yeah, they play off of each other really well. And I know we're. I'm sorry, we're jumping all around, but they they kind of have that like um, buddy cop feel to them. And again, it mixes that like street. I don't know, like that. It's it's so very corporate New York '80s movie, and I think that's yeah. what's so endearing about it is that even though it has some of the usual tropes and usual characters, it does really interesting things and dives a bit deeper than most of those films would. And it's it's a little. I mean, it was a little. It was a way to mainstream their characters a bit for 1987 that they, they were a couple, you know. So that's yeah. a little. Um, that was uh, not found in all movies at that time, you know, so that was a little bit uh, fun. And what is it? Yeah. Chuck has, you know, like dieting, are we? <laughs> like, like, it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, just fun, you know. Yeah. Those are don't very on my so Anyway, I just, yeah, see, I could, I have Tourette's. I have big I'm, I'm, Tourette's. I'm jumping around, Vanessa, but any comments on Fred Ward's performance uh, or either the other two that we've mentioned already, and then we can kind of keep going around to all these other swooning men. I just thought everyone was great. I, I you know, I, I kind of just label them as like guy one, guy two, guy three, guy four, because <laughs> yeah. I'm and then Seth Green, because um, I'm so focused <laughs> on the two ladies and keeping track of, okay, who am I watching? Which character is this? Oh, wait, they're, and oh, they're switching. You know, you really, um, you can't look away for too long in some of those scenes because the switches are happening so quickly that if you, if you, are, you know, run to the fridge to get a snack or, or get some more Whoppers, which Brett was very kind to, <laughs> to get us a bunch of uh, chocolate malt Whoppers for the, for the viewing. Um, yeah, you'll miss something important. So, you know, the as far as the guys go, I thought they they did their parts well, but it's really where the this movie is where the ladies shine. Yeah, for sure. And I really appreciate that about this movie too. Is the the guys certainly do play a back a seat, but they also all of their characters intertwine. And it's funny because at times, because each of the four ladies, right? So there's two ladies, Bet and Lily, Rose and Sadie. Um, sorry, I did that backwards. Sadie and Rose. And, but there's, but there's two of the, there's two of them. So there's four ladies and there's four men. And, but, but then you don't like, that was my only confusion was trying to figure out who matches with what lady, right? Well, um, who started with what lady and who ends with what lady. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true exactly. too. Yeah, you're right. You know, Cause when they're confused when, yeah. So. Yeah, and Seth Green. Madness ensues. Yeah, and Seth Green, well, but Seth Green is a little young, a young in this Seth for the Green. ladies. Yeah. Well, let's see. Michael Gross is in it. He he's the he's the love interest of 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 City Rose. Um, 
And because, I mean, he from the time, and we know him from, is it Family Ties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch that. But anyway, um, yeah, but he's from Family Ties. So he's a well-known, you know, dad figure there or, you know, male romantic lead in that. And strangely enough, or not strangely enough, this is all about sisters and brothers and sisters. Well, anyway, his sister is in it to Mary Gross, who plays Judy, who's the receptionist at, Hall- uh, no, at uh, Merrimack, Merrimax. I like that. So, and she's cool. in Just Friends later in life. The movie later Just in Friends. life. She plays the mother. I'm pretty sure. It's like their whole family is tied together. Yeah. I don't know. So that was fun, too. Weird. So the other other guy, Barry, hmm, Barry Primus? Yeah, he was it's Michael, Seth's right? dad. Yeah. So, so he was oh, fun, okay. too. They're all fun. So that was nice. Seth's dad. And then Fabio, uh, Michel Placido. Yeah. Fabio Amarici. Yes. Who yeah, looks he's, Italian? He's super Italian. He, <laughs> I love when he picks up the wrong Rose and Sadie and they're driving in to New York and like the reactions of the kind of farm girl Rose and Sadie and like how he has the um, newspaper up and like, he's just his, re- his facial reactions in that car. Hilarious. It's so yeah. great. And I mean, I think that probably um, people that were in this cast probably just had a blast. Like it would have been so hard to stay a straight character, straight face character in a car driving around with bet and lily doing their thing you know and i i can imagine that a lot of that in particular i would it'd be interesting to know how much of that was ad-libbed and so you're just kind of like sitting there having to not really react except for in your facial expression and i can't imagine the acting job that that would have taken so again those very small character choices that i'm sure lily tomlin thought of you know you know tearing a piece of gum in half and offering it you know i'm like going <laughs> i know people who've done that you know and you know but it's hilarious and it's so specific yet it tells you everything about her character you know rose that you know she's not gonna you know she's not going to waste anything including gum yeah that's really great um we ran through the men we ran through a lot of those side characters Anybody that you want to speak about in uh, a little bit more, a little deeper? I'm just surprised that the limo driver didn't get fired right away. Yeah, he was terrible, right? He yelled at that, which I can understand why, because Sadie and Rose are, are, you know, difficult slash hot mess for him. Um, but in the car, when, when the, when the new stadium rose come in the, the country stadium rose, they don't know what to do when the phone rings in the limo <laughs> and the limo driver's like, doesn't he's like, pick up the mm, phone. Yeah. Phone. Well, and okay, I'm like, but, oh, fire him. Like he his you said that several times throughout that. That was like your through line was like, fire <laughs> that guy yeah, what is he doing around fire him. I know, and well, then he had was been there. To them he'd again been with later. them from the beginning. He'd been, you know, he is the he's the chauffeur when the parents are uh, driving through West Virginia. You know, <laughs> when when the mother is uh, is pregnant. So yeah, so yeah, very so. fairly, he may have just had it with them, but had it. but still, I was I was shocked that they would he would speak that way to them. But, you know, <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. It's it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's funny if it's funny. If, if, if it's, it's fun, if, if it's, it's funny, funny, it's fair. 
it's that, there. Okay. That's usually more uh, uh, a life for, thing than a okay. Well, I usually apply that more to like um, if you're if you're easily embarrassed by things that happen to you, like like uh, one time I was going to the gym and I I fell in the parking lot on the ice and then I jumped up between the cars and said I'm okay. I could get embarrassed, but if it's funny, it's fair. So it's like, it's fair to laugh. But, but sometimes I do say it's funny. It's fair for, for things. I like I that. Other admit. things too. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like That's that. Okay. Um, we've, we've discussed quite a bit about uh, the actors in this film, which really allows us to uh, move into some of our favorite scenes, some of our favorite productions, shots, uh, whatever you'd like. And so, Brett, we will start that off again for your birthday uh, that you, you have that. Aww. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. I'll do the sound of it. There we yeah, go. that was good. All right. That was All good. Right. Well, I think, you know, um, talk about sort of the production values or the set. Um, and there's a combination of uh, a character in this film is both Jupiter Holler and primarily the city, you know, because we're getting this little snapshot of 1987 and women in business. And uh, when country Sadie goes in, you know, Ratliff, the Ratliff, uh, the Sadie Ratliff goes um, shopping, you know, and she gets the tennis shoes, which were kind of, I mean, that was a very sort of 1987 you know, thing for women is to have their, you know, their fancy shoes. And then when they're walking in the city, they put on their uh, Reeboks probably or something similar to that. So, and so he's, uh, so she's walking through and then it gives her a chance to yodel with the locals there, you know, so it was so great. So, you know, so it's just fun. All those, Oh, and you know, the whole, the bit about, you know, the cab, you know, hailing a cab. That was fun. And Louis, Rukhauser, who is, you know, financial wizard and well-known at the times, you know, gets a cameo there when that's the last person that she, when she finally gets into the, the taxi, she pushes him out of the way. And then, you know, they get that, you know, close up on Louis Rukhauser going, what just happened? You know, so it's fun. Little shout out to 1980s business culture. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I would say... First of all, you kind of stole mine uh, in saying Sorry, it's my birthday because that's sort of oh, where I usually it. go. But, you know, this whole time watching it, uh, we're watching with Anna uh, and we're like, when are they going to meet? You know, you have to have that moment where the four ladies meet. Right. And is that going to pay off? Because that's really the movie. Right. You have to have a payoff in that scene. And it was very, very funny when they meet. And it was funny, too, because like you could tell, you know, we've been doing this since forever. You know, Haley Mills and the parent trap uh, being like basically playing double right but i don't know for some some reason like you could kind of tell the technology and the differences a bit because it did look like you could see like the two separate cuts when they were when they were doing that but at the same time like it's just that acting ability to act uh, against yourself right because so they probably have doubles in there playing themselves on the other side but uh it was such a funny scene when they all came together and they were all confused and then all the men are confused like that was really funny too so very very silly very funny i really enjoyed that scene and i think that that scene has to be good or it would hurt the movie and it certainly was funny and it lived up to the rest of the script 
Vanessa, your yeah. thoughts on a favorite scene? Yeah, and I'll just add what I really liked about after they met was the ending, that it's not now these two sisters versus two sisters pitted against each other. It's now like three sisters are working together to take down the one baddie. So but I really liked how it ended. Um, you know, that, that was nice too. Um, my favorite scene is what I thought was going to be an enchanted reference. Uh, although this was prior to enchanted, but you know, when Bette Midler, uh, country, uh, Bette is out on the street and comes up to the uh, steel drummers um, and they're like playing their little reggae beats. And I'm like, oh, it's they're going to break out into how do you know that you love her? And, <laughs> like it's coming. It's good. But, it's it she, but they, again, they kind of did it. It broke out into basically Bette's opening song where we see her when she's milking the cow and singing her yodeling. She starts yodeling with this, this steel drum band. And it's so great. And it's it just fits in so well and so perfect. And I, I just love her. Um, like for those of us from small towns or not from big cities, like that feeling of when you when you go to the city and it's like, oh, look at the buildings and, and look at the storefront, like the windows and, you know, look at what they're wearing. And, oh, look, there's a band. And, and Brett knows how I am about live music. I do it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, stop. We have to stop here. There's a band. So I just love that scene so much. It's so to me, that scene is so perfect. That, yeah, absolutely. I love I'll that too. Fine. It's so great. So great. Brett, you were going to say something? No, just I'm just reveling in the moment and I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Oh, ah, you're just see, so my happy. Fears, my fears are relieved, can, you know, so. We can't play Monopoly together anymore. Sure. No, we can't. Oh, we, no, we can't. No, I'm sorry. I was trying to follow my thought there. No, let's see. What is it? No, we can't. No, I can't play Monopoly with either of you, which if you haven't heard, uh, our podcast about playing games. Go back and listen, because then you'll get that reference. Basically, I cannot play Monopoly with my friends. Aww. So here, here's what I would say about all, like, so I'm moving into what didn't work for me. And I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction. You know, we've talked, we've gushed about this film. It's a really great, um, it's a very good 80s film. Lots of fun. Go out there and check it out. What didn't work for me at all was disney plus's group watch like that Mm. was such a bummer because um they introduced now uh behind the podcast brett already said we're filming this or we're recording and filming this in advance so you already heard that part but group watch was just announced at the end of september early october and so we were excited to check it out and try it out and so this is the uh it's supposed to allow people to be able to watch something together so it you can have up to seven people on group watch and it allows you to be able to kind of have that experience of being able to uh watch a a film together that's really all you can do that's basically what where it ends is that you can watch a film together. It makes sure that the film presses play at the same time. Um, that is pretty much the only feature of this. Uh, there are some emojis that you can also use. You are allowed to use these emojis, but I tried to use them. And they're, first of all, they're very limited. It's like a smiley face. Uh, there is no negative emoji. So I don't know what you would do if you wanted to, 
express a negative emoji, but there's like a little heart and there's like the laughing, crying face. Like, but I was trying to do that. I was sending it over and over again and, and it never showed up in our little feed. Um, also, it was kind of clunky because I logged into it. We have an Apple TV and I wanted to make sure that I could watch it on my TV. So I had to log into group chat on, or I'm sorry, group watch on my iPad. And then I was able to get that code on my Apple TV. It's kind of a bear to set up. And as someone that, so for the last, basically this entire time that we've been um, at our homes, uh, we've been doing a Friday night kind of group watch with our classics hope host, Brandon Davis, uh, myself we, and Anna and yeah, yeah. Myself clarify, and Anna have been who was invited to Friday. But literally night like all we do when we do that is we are on Facebook messenger and we just say, we're going to hit play at nine 35 or whatever time it is. Like that's basically the functionality of group watch is just to allow you to hit play at the same time. So group watch, uh, not to ride my high horse, uh, to me was not a big addition to, um, to this. I, I would say like, basically it allows you to hit play at the same time. Uh, do either of you disagree with that? Mm, well, um, I don't, mm. I probably not as strongly. I do not disagree with, uh, well, anyway, I don't have a problem with it as strongly as you do, but I, it just facilitated um, a group watch and that was fine. Um, and, you know, we, we did a little work around. We, we didn't need our emojis. We had, uh, we had other sort of uh, social media uh, apps that we were using to communicate. In fact, yeah, I was quoting lines, you know, I know it was, Perhaps I'm sure it got thing. really annoying. <laughs> anyway, I didn't do as much as I wanted to. So you're safe. So anyway, what'd you say, Vanessa? I, I don't disagree with your, your thoughts. I, um, I, I was watching big business on my laptop because of my internet on my TV is a little bit slow. So I thought I'll watch on my laptop. So I had to keep bouncing between tabs to, um, you know, to write to you guys. So I, I, but it was fun that we were all watching at the same time. So I like that they, that Disney's trying with that option. Um, that's cool. I, it would have been cool if we had that, uh, the, the group watch, um, like when Mulan came out and I could get my family on the East coast to watch at the same time. That'd been fun. Um, and then maybe do some emojis, but, um, yeah, I, I wish they had like a live chat component because that's kind of what makes yeah, Facebook live and, and YouTube yeah. fun is the, the chat, but, but I should say, okay. I, I haven't tried out any of the other streaming. I know that, um, I, my understanding is that Netflix has something similar ish. I've not tried that. Uh, I would imagine at this point, maybe Amazon prime also has something, um, and I just haven't tried those. So I don't know how this ranks to those platforms, um, but I was not overly impressed. I and mean, who knows, maybe they'll fix that in the future. Uh, one, one thing I will say, and I'll commend Disney on, is that Disney Plus seems to be very responsive to user feedback. And so I'm sure that if they get a lot of feedback that's like, this group watch, it would be great to have a text feature, you know, or whatever, they may um, decide to add that in the future. And, and I think that that would be, they'd be better for it. Going back to kind of more traditionally, what we do is normally we do say, what doesn't work for you in the movie? Um, I am going to guess, Brett, not a whole lot doesn't work for well, you. Well, actually, there are a few times where 
our beloved sisters um, have some accent issues where they're kind of going back and forth and who's saying what in, and I think it's not intended that way. Mm. Um, and, you know, because I watched it a lot of times and there's just a few places here and there when I'm like going, mm, wrong person is saying that. <laughs> so, but you know, I could be wrong too, because am I going to say something about Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler? No. <laughs> I mean, I just did, but I'm, I take it back. I take it all yeah. back there. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, that is so funny. Well, Vanessa, I'll... did you have anything that you uh, didn't yeah, really care for? I, I did. So, um, and this isn't anything they did wrong. It's just the kind of movie. Um, it's the kind of movie that because their scenes were like, oh, are they going to see each other? Oh, they didn't. Oh, are they going to see each other? Oh, they didn't. It's one of those movies that can make you a little anxious. <laughs> um, and like like when the, the, the Italian guys like making like sexual references, like hitting on the one sister, but it's not the right sister. Like it just makes you go cringe and you're like, oh, oh, stop it. Like this, you know, it's, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. It's kind of like um, sometimes Ben Stiller movies. I just cannot watch them because he's more on the extreme side of it. We're just like bad stuff's happening to him or like the timing, like, oh, I wish that wasn't happening. So that's, it's just more the genre of film that, um, you know, I, I don't, that's not one I usually gravitate toward, but how they did do it was very funny in the film. So especially when the two sister, um, the identical twins, uh, Bet's identical twins end up wearing the same outfit. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is, this is funny. This is funny. But some moments I was like, oh, this is cringeworthy, but it was all done very well. Nothing that they did wrong. Yeah, I would say, uh, again, we would recommend out there to go check out Big Business. Brett, did you have a final thought for us? Well, I just, you know, again, I just needed a shout out since it's my birthday and I can do what I want. Don't it's my birthday. It. So, but anyway, no, I just had, you were talking about how they set up the the costume change. That they're both wearing the same, the same dress, which Sadie Ratliff, she spills, you know, it's again, one of the iconic lines that I use with my friends. So Maureen, this is for you. Cause it's like, I know how, oh, and they have all these different kinds of syrups and you know how you like to mix and match your syrups. So, <laughs> and then, oh, Sadie, good brand. Yeah, I just love this movie. Maureen was, a, was aware of my love for this movie. And whenever we go to Perkins after going to Pleasure Island uh, at Walt Disney World, uh-huh, yeah. So we would go to Perkins for, you know, late night and we'd have our syrups. And of course at Perkins, they have all your syrups. So anytime we would, you know, go there, I'm like, oh, well, look, Maureen, they have all your favorite syrups. You know how you like to mix and match your syrups. So I'm sorry. I, I will say yeah. my favorite thing about this movie is watching it through Brett, like through having Brett, Brett do the because movie Brett experiences for me. this movie. It's not yeah, and like like he lives yeah. my Rocky Horror. It truly is. Yeah, yeah, he he lives it. He he was throwing toast at the screen and everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was you see him with all throwing the syrup here and there. Oh, so yeah, say if, uh, oh listeners out rare. there, you know, message us, email us, set up a group watch with Brett, uh, and then you know you guys can watch it together. It'll be it'll be fantastic. I'll tell you what, this was a lot of fun. Uh, again, happy birthday to you, Brett. Uh, really you. enjoy. <laughs> there, there are no better podcast partners out there than the two of you. And oh. so excited. 
uh, that you get to celebrate here with us, even if it is a little early when we're recording this. But speaking of a little early, we uh, have had a lot of great recordings that we can't wait to bring you in the future weeks here. We have left behind the Halloween season and we're moving into the Thanksgiving and Christmas and winter holiday season. Uh, we love it this time of year. And now Brett can actually watch the Food Network again, which we're really excited <laughs> about. So Thank he can check goodness. out, yes, can I check know. out all those November baking 1st, shows and get back to making that wonderful, wonderful not food scared. and not yes. being too spooked out about it. So we are really excited. Next week, we have a very very special interview. Uh, we, of course, have all been devastated, really, by the uh, layoffs and the furloughs going on amongst the Disney company and their cast members. And so we wanted to try to do our best to give a little signal boosting to some cast members who have started their own podcast. They actually have uh, a lot of material and educational things that you can do for your children as well. So we're going to talk to Julie and Mike of the Secret Hive podcast. That podcast is actually available right now. So you can, uh, as soon as you're done listening here, you can go and listen to it. We have been able to hear some of the first episodes and it is just delightful. It's got original music and just some top-notch quality. And from there, we will have lots and lots of more fun interviews and things to bring you as we come and bring 2020 to a close. So excited. Thank you so much for listening. If you are new to the podcast, please make sure to hit subscribe and talk to your friends about it. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Beyond the Mouse Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Beyond the Mouse Pod. You also can search for us at nprillinois.org under the Community Voices section. And yes, we are part of the Front Row Network. You can find them on all social media by searching the Front Row Network. I am just so happy and so glad to be moving into November and December. Excited, excited. Remember, on November 10th, celebrate Brett wherever you are. Send Brett a message. Make Brett feel super special on his super special day. Uh, happy birthday to Brett. Thanks so much. For Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe at Vanessa's birthday party. Ooh, oh, oh, that's right. Turning 29 again. Maybe. 29? You don't look a day over 22. <laughs> You are so right. <laughs> <laughs>